Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Friday out there, November 3rd, 2023, and welcome in to a Friday edition of the Gabe Clinton Show. I'm your host, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman, getting ready for homecoming this weekend. How about that? Homecoming weekend here at the University of Memphis while they play USF. But I'm Gabe Kuhn on X at G underscore Kuhn 71, alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. That'd be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Connor, how are you doing on this lovely Friday? I'm doing great, man. Uh, OG Fortnite's back. That's huge, man. The Grizzlies are the most injured team in the NBA, and they're 0-5. It feels like 2018. It's an in-season tournament. Start for the Grizzlies. Sure. In-season tournament. I don't even know. what what What's the word? Intensity. We have some intensity coming tonight. We're playing for something. Supposedly. Supposedly. But OG Fortnite, that is, that's pretty good, man. New, new, the old map is back. The old map is back. Yes, I know that uh, most of our listeners don't give a damn, but I do. It's like 2018 again, right? It's like 2018 all over again. 5 Grizzlies, yes. and then the old map on Fortnite. And the, the injuries, the 0-5, the, the OG Fortnite, it's like 2018 all over again. Good thing and a bad thing, all wrapped in one. Now, we have three hours to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. Um, in the first hour, we're going to talk about the last exhibition that the Tiger basketball team played last night, 104-63. Not very close against LeMoyne Owen, but now the real stuff starts. Jackson State will be on Monday. I will give out some uh, tickets courtesy of Oxbow a little bit later in the show. We'll just need a uh, name and email for that. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that as well as the uh, Grizzlies, more Memphis basketball, on the road over the weekend. We have tonight, late, 9 p.m. start uh, for an in-season tournament game, and then on Sunday as well. I, I, I am curious how we're talking about this team coming out of the weekend. We know how injured they are, but they need to win a damn game. I, I said it yesterday, until they win a game, I think everything is must-win. Right, Connor? Are we on the same page there? I think that's fair. I think that's where we need to be. Um, but also, in this first hour, uh, we'll have some Memphis USF to sort of discuss homecoming weekend upon us here at the University of Memphis, and then a, a trip around the NFL in the first hour, because in the second hour, we, uh, we're we loaded. We're absolutely loaded with guests. 5 o'clock, Jeff Calkins per normal. Jeff Calkins show in the Daily Memphian. 
Um, and then 5.30, we get you some picks. We need to get you some picks. Um, from Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. He is, he is a consistent winner. Make sure you listen in. And uh, we're going to get you some college football and NFL picks for the weekend. Then we're going to get to small talk. And then 6 o'clock, college football talk, a little bit of Will Levis talk. Speaking of Will Levis, how about that, man? He looks solid. Titans fans should be enthused about what they saw. Besides Perhaps. that two-minute besides that two minute drive. Two-minute drive, it was a little discouraging. But, again, young guy on the road in Pittsburgh against that D-line, getting smacked in the mouth all night because his O-line's not good enough. I mean, there's some excuses you could throw out there, but he threw three interception-worthy balls and only one got picked off at the end of that game. He's encouraging, though. He is very encouraging. He's certainly better than anything they've had this season. Uh, but we'll talk about that with Kyron Samuels as well as get into the weekend of college football with LSU and Bama playing each other, Bedlam being played, Texas is playing Kansas State. Uh, I'm going to pose him a question. Is this the weekend of death for the college football playoff hopes for the uh, this this iteration of the Big 12? Texas dealing with Kansas State and then Oklahoma dealing with Oklahoma State. Two top 25 matchups right there. Uh, but we'll get into all that with Kyron before we get into the Blitz at around 6.30. And in the Blitz, I, you know, Tigers have handled business in their exhibition games. And... Uh, there's some things that we'll talk about that are negative. Obviously, there's some overwhelming positives as well. David Jones being at the top of that list. There was 19 turnovers, so. John Calipari, did you see this yesterday? On his pregame radio show, before the exhibition game against Kentucky State, he asked Kentucky State's coach to not play a zone because they haven't practiced a zone. They're four days away from their first game. How, like, how, how does that work? So we'll talk about that in the Blitz, as well as uh, I, I'm gonna get, I, we're going to talk about Will Levis, and I'm going to give you the reasons why I don't care if Ryan Tannehill gets back healthy. You need to see what you have with Will Levis the rest of the year. I know that Mike Vrabel's into winning. I understand that. That's the reason they didn't completely give up on this season in the first place. They wanted to try to win, see what they could do in this division in the AFC South. But even if Ryan Tannehill gets back healthy, I think Will Levis, one, may give you the best chance to win, and two, he's your best bet for the future of the quarterback position if you're the Tennessee Titans. So you have to see what he has, but I'll give you the reasons why they need to stick with Will Levis. And we'll get out with a rewind at around 6.50, and then we'll take you into a packed weekend. We have so much, so much going on over the weekend. Now, Tigers versus LeMoyne Owen last night. Um, nothing really to write home about. I don't think the Memphis Tigers played all that well. Uh, we did have Javon Quinterly back. I am kind of concerned a little bit about Javon Quinterly. Um, a lot of people in the, in the stands looking at how he played. It seems to be favoring that right knee. And Penny did mention that he has a he did have a hyperextended knee that he's trying to nurse right now. Penny basically said he he feels like he looks good um, compared to where he was a couple of weeks ago and in in, in last week. But still, there's going to be a little bit of a rehab process, and hopefully it doesn't bother him through the early part of the season. Um, but I think that's sort of where you look at. When you talk about turnovers and issues they had, um, it looked like he was a little bit hobbled. And then also, I mean, when you, when you look at uh, Nick Jordan, I don't know really what happened last night, but he had five turnovers as well. But 19 turnovers. They just did not look as sharp as they did ultimately against, uh, against Lane. And, again, you could chalk it up to a lot of things. Uh, adding Javon Quinterly to the lineup could be that. But, again, 104-63, you can't, you can't really take away a whole lot from that game. 
Yeah, it was it was one of those where you just wanted the Tigers to bury them, and and they did. They, they did. had the, they had the nineteen turnovers, but I think the one thing that we've we've definitely seen from the the expo- expo- ex- exhibitions and everything that we've heard about the team is that they are going to be able to score the basketball, Yo, and no multiple doubt. guys are able to score the basketball at all three levels, and that's going to be important heading into the season. It just feels like that this team has far fewer question marks than the others do. It's it's the turnover thing is still absolutely a problem that you need to get underway. I think they had 13 turnovers in the in the last exhibition game. They had 19 this one. You definitely want to see that get under wraps a little bit. But it's it's nice that you know that you've got a bunch of guys out there that can put the ball in the hoop and that defend well. Um now I think it looks like Jaquan Walton and David Jones. That's going to be a majority of the scoring. Now again, I think so. every single night you could get some great contributions from Javon Quinterly. He's a guy who's been known to go for twenty any given game. Caleb Mills, same thing. Uh, of course, Jordan Brown, double double machine. He could go for twenty depending on the matchup he gets in the low post. And I don't know if there's a lot of uh, guys in the AAC that are, quite frankly, like the front courts in the AAC. I don't know if they're all that ready to defend a guy like Jordan Brown. So he's another guy that can go get it. But the shot creation. Jumps off the page from Jaquan Walton and David Jones. And David Jones, it's not just the shot creation, it's creation in general. Yes. Last night, uh, 17 points, another eight rebound game, and five assists. Basically the exact same line he had against Lane, and he only did it in 22 minutes. Um, Penny said after the game, this is a guy you're going to have to look up every night and wonder if he's going to get a triple-double. Because it's it's unbelievable to see what he does with the ball in his hands. I when we talked about him and the addition of him from St. John's, I understand he wasn't playing next to a whole bunch of power at St. John's. He had to put up some bad shots, and that led to a lower field goal percentage. He wasn't passing to a lot of these guys because maybe he didn't have a, a whole lot of trust in them. Um, but when we talked about him, it's dirty work. It's getting around the rim. It's rebounding. It's making things happen on the defensive end. The three-point shooting and the creation and assisting and facilitating part of his game has been – a God, it's been impressive as hell. And I wonder how this carries over to actually D1 opponents as, they're, again, they're going to play Jackson State coming up on Monday. But David Jones, uh, the, the narrative has been created, basically, I think, through the, through the early part of this offseason or the early part of this season that he's going to be the head of the snake. He is the guy that you can count on seemingly every single night, and he's shown that so far. It certainly seems so. You know, His play has been extremely encouraging if you're a Memphis Tigers fan. I also like that he had four steals, two blocks, and only one foul. Yep. So he's able to defend well without fouling. He, To be honest, it reminds me of kind of what DeAndre Williams does when he's out there. Like The ball's running through him. He's assisting. He's, he's getting the rebounds. He's playing great defense. He's just not fouling as much. So that's why... You know, I know that we keep talking about it, but if you get DeAndre Williams back, it's almost going to be like having two of them out there. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's I've just been so encouraged by David Jones. I can't wait to see him play against D1 opponents, and hopefully he can continue this stretch and continue this run here. I know that Javon Quinterly was, you know, a little banged up last night, and he had the he had the four turnovers. He's still kind of getting back into rhythm, but the two threes was nice. It was nice yeah. to see the two threes go in. Yeah, this this team can shoot. This team can shoot. They were a little. They struggled in the first half pretty mightily from the three-point line, but the second half they were 5 for 10. They ended up 40% in the game. Um, we have been used to Penny Hardaway coach teams not necessarily being great from the outside. This is, in my opinion, the best outside shooting team he's had since he's been at the University of Memphis. And there's been some good outside shooters, Lester Quinones, although I don't think when he was at the University of Memphis ever really reached his potential from out there. Um, but this, this team can absolutely shoot, and that, that includes guys off the bench as well. Ashton Hardaway, he was one for six last night, but the confidence he puts it up with, he's got a good stroke. 
You really like what he has. Jaden Hardaway, you know, can knock down a three from time to time. Um, they have some juice from outside. Now, one thing we did learn, and I thought we learned from last night in particular, um, seeing Javon Quinterly back out there, there's going to be a 10-man rotation, I feel like. Uh, Caleb Mills, Javon Quinterly, David Jones, Jordan Brown, Jaquan Walton starting. And then the bench group seems to be, because Penny has spoken highly of Jalen Young, the transfer from UCF. Um, Jalen Young, Ashton Hardaway looks like he'll get some minutes because of his three-point shooting and his size. And then Jaden Hardaway, who knows what is expected of him. Malcolm Dandridge, who's looked good through two games, although he's never he hadn't played anybody over six seven at this point between Lane and Lemoyne. He's doing what he's supposed to. And though. then and then Nick Jordan. I think you're. I think you. I don't know if if Penny will opt to go full pl- platoon swap, if you will, like he has in the past. But there is a ten man rotation of guys that are fully. Capable, and I think that's the biggest difference between this team and years past. Yeah, you know, in the past we've we've had conversations over the years about Penny Hardaway's platoon rotations and him, you know, sending five guys out, five guys in. And in the past, I do feel like those may have been a mistake. We wanted to see the rotation shortened, but for some reason, this go around. I'm I'm curious to see what it looks like at the beginning of the season because it does feel like that they have the talent to fill out that ten man rotation in a way that they didn't in the past. Like there's I understand the reasoning behind a 10 man rotation with this squad in a way that I didn't really understand it with previous squads. Yeah. Like you said, it really felt like he was just trying yeah, well, to get guys in. Well, there was pity in. minutes back in the day. Well, it, it, was, away it was the guys those. that he felt like he had to play, he had to put in. That that happened every once in a while. And that's just this is just another example though, I think, of just the growth that Penny has shown. Like if Penny wants to play ten guys, he's got to make sure that the ten guys have the ability to play, they have the talent to play, that they got the bodies to play, and it seems like this team has it. I'm really, really excited to see this team get into D1 action, get into the regular season action, and see what they can be because it has the potential to be the best team Penny has has had. He's done a tremendous job putting this team together, empowering these players, and making them you know understand what their roles are going to be on this team. It does also feel like everybody kind of understands what their role is. Yeah, and, and also looking at how the AAC voted their newcomers of the year, J.J. Taylor, and Carl Sharon probably a little bit of a mistake because I don't know if those guys are going to get sure minutes. I'm not sure they're going to play much. Especially, I mean, maybe yeah. in Jackson State. Maybe. Maybe they'll get some minutes there. Uh, maybe that next game when they when they deal, you know, the next uh, after that Missouri game dealing with Alabama State, maybe they'll get some minutes there. But in those meaningful games on the road at Mizzou, on the road at Ole Miss, on the road at VCU, on the road at A&M, in the battle for Atlantis, I just don't I, – those guys are going to have to show something with their minutes before they get inserted and, and play a meaningful role. We got some breaking news, Gabe. Okay. The NCAA has denied Memphis's DeAndre Williams an extra season of oh, eligibility. Oh, that's where I was going to go after this. There we go. Great, great job bringing in the breaking news. Because yesterday, the discussion was, you know, with Penny Hardaway and the team, especially after the game, they were talking to Multiple guys, Jaquan Walton, David Jones, about DeAndre Williams potentially being on this team. And they said, this is a guy who could put us into championship mode. This is a guy who can uh, certainly lift our ceiling. And then Penny said after the game, I don't think it'll be a distraction dealing with DeAndre Williams' status. We want an opportunity to win a national championship. He enhances that by a lot. I agree. He would have enhanced that by a lot, but he has been denied. And by by my count at this point, Connor, that's the third denial? This was the appellate process. It's the third one, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is final. This is final. Yeah, it, they're not it, going to have the Andre. It's Williams. final. It's uh, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. It's not. It's also I don't think unexpected. Of course um, not. You know, we were talking about it with with Parth yesterday. There were rumors that a decision had has been made had been made yes. already, 
And they tried I brought to put up, a new evidence. I brought up the point that usually when somebody has good news for you, they tell you pretty quickly. It's when somebody seems to be avoiding you and that you can't this- find out what the news is. It's usually pretty bad. And that's why yesterday I was like, oh, no, this thing. If we haven't the- heard yet that it was approved, it means it probably got denied. This it's, felt- it's, a, it's unfortunate. The positive vibes about the DeAndre Williams situation, you know, especially getting into the preseason, getting into camp, all these guys being around each other, and there had been no decision from the NCAA seemingly, it always felt like they were putting on a brave face, right? It always felt like they were just trying to hold out hope, but we see that that hope is is lost. But at the same time, like I, with or without him, this team has a ceiling that they could potentially reach. I think they were more likely to reach it if they had DeAndre Williams. For sure. But at the same time, let's not, let's not fake it. I just talked about a 10-man rotation of guys that I think are very capable of fully capable of winning big games, and they're going to have big games on their schedule that they're going to be able to uh, sort of raise their resume with and get the get national media on notice. So I, I it stinks not to have DeAndre Williams, one of the great Tigers. Um, oh, one of the but, best ever, for sure. But, but at the same time, I still think this team has a lot in front of them. And this is why I said earlier in the week when this discussion came up, I said, Penny, you know, it feels like this staff – as much as you want DeAndre Williams to be on this team, you have to act as if that door is closed and deal with what's on your, on your roster right now. Pick, pick up, figure out your rotations right this second with what you have on the roster, and then if that door were to open later, you, you welcome DeAndre with uh, open arms and you deal with what your rotations and everything else is going to look like. But that's why I said it when I said it because it just felt this entire time they were giving out positive vibes on that situation when in reality that was not what was going on behind closed doors. Right, and, you know, it, it's disappointing if you're a Tigers fan. There's no, there's no way around that. But when the, when, the, when the process first began with DeAndre Williams, it felt so necessary for him to be on this team, for them to be, have, be successful. It felt like if you didn't have DeAndre Williams with the squad that they had a couple months ago that it was going to be, you know, a difficult season for the Memphis Tigers. But then Penny Hardaway got to work. Penny Hardaway got to work, and he got these transfer guys in. He got guys like David Jones. He got guys like Jordan Brown. And that helps offset the loss of DeAndre Williams, and you can move forward with it. And that's why, you know, David Jones, when I've been watching him, he really kind of reminds me of DeAndre Williams when he's out there. And that's going to – it's going to help the Memphis Tigers moving forward. You absolutely wish he was out there. Yeah. With him out there, honestly, like Final Four felt really like a real realistic option. For the Tigers, and this it felt season. like AP poll would adjust pretty now, quickly. If even without DeAndre. DeAndre Williams, I still think that they could make it to the Final Four. They have the talent. They have the guys to get it done. We just got to see them execute they, out there and on they the court. Mesh and you got to well, and you got to take care of the non-con. You got to take care of the non-con. Of, part of the thing, part of the upside of DeAndre Williams is not just that he's a double-double guy. Not just that he is one of the best players, front court guys. He would have been one of the best front court guys in the country. Certainly the best guy in the conference. But part of it was. Helping this team gel early. Leadership. Leadership, understanding what Penny's expecting of everybody on that roster. He could help those guys along with that. You're not going to have that presence, though, now. So uh, the questions about them meshing early for this non-con, they're going to stay with us until we see them on the road against Mizzou. And then at which point we will we will kind of have somewhat of an answer. Yeah, and that's, that's why... You know, it also enhances, in my opinion, I'm, I'm glad that Malcolm Bro- Dandridge is, is on this team. Yep. I'm glad that Malcolm Dandridge is on this team because he can be the bridge guy between, you know, the two eras or I guess between the two squads. I know that they have Jaden Hardaway as well, but, you know, Malcolm Dandridge seems like a guy that everybody's going to listen to and he seems like he can be a leader in that locker room and him being back 
on this team, I think is going to be important when you don't have DeAndre Williams. But I, I saw Mark wrote a column today for the for the CA. Mark Giannato uh, precedes us. I know him. But Giannato and Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, for our listeners yeah. out there that don't know. I've met him. Um, he wrote a column, and it was basically tabbed that Memphis basketball's DeAndre Williams dilemma has officially gone from an off-season curiosity to a weird. And he, he sort of mentioned throughout, like, it, it's strange to see the season is almost here and most of the team had never met DeAndre at this point, yet they were keeping positive energy that he was going to be a part of the squad. If you're just now joining us, we realize that DeAndre Williams will not be a part of it. The NCAA has officially denied his uh, waiver to get uh, another year for, of, of eligibility. It's a blow. It's a blow. Certainly. Um, but I, I think more so than anything, if you got DeAndre Williams back for a seventh year, that was going to be a luxury more than a necessity. And yes. I think we've always been there. After after the roster was constructed, yes, it felt like a necessity when they first started the process. Like when we first started But when they added about, a transfer portal guy right, after transfer right. portal guy after transfer portal guy and the Javon Quinterly news and Jordan Brown and Nick Jordan, it's you you have the guys to go get what you want to get done this year. He would have been an extra piece that just puts you over the top. Absolutely. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co-worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Absolutely. Like you add DeAndre, like if DeAndre Williams is playing with this team, it a championship is a realistic thing that you could look at. It, it's a little bit more difficult now, but I still think it could break their way. It could still happen. We just got to see them execute when they're out there on the court. They have the talent, they have the bodies, they have the veterans. Let's see them go win. Go win. Well, I will say this though. Just ultimately, uh, if we're if we're you know putting aside everything else, talking about the emotional response to this, it is sad. It yeah, is sad. it is. You sad. wanted to see DeAndre yeah. out there. The amount of energy he brought night to night when he was in a Tiger uniform, um, getting them back to the tournament two straight years, helping facilitate that. Like I, I think this is a guy who should be remembered for for a, He's more than a few years. Important. More yeah. than a few years around here. Absolutely no. DeAndre Williams has he has etched his place in the history of of Memphis Tigers. You know. Lore. He really is. He was one of the most important players we've ever had in a Memphis Tigers uniform. He single-handedly helped keep the Penny Hardaway era afloat when it got rocky. Like, without DeAndre Williams out there, you don't know what that thing looks like. 
it was a huge, huge thing for him to be a part of this program and a part of the beginning of the Penny Hardaway era. I will always, always appreciate DeAndre Williams for what he's done. Every single Memphis Tigers fan should appreciate what DeAndre Williams has done. I mean, it really was. He's one of the best players we've ever seen in a uniform. Really. He He was dominant out there. And they went all out. Yeah. They went all out he to gave try a, to get that he, extra year. And well, he always was. And he always cared. He cared so much. Yes. He left it out there on no the doubt. floor every single time. He left it out there on the floor. Now he gets to start a pro career, hopefully, and we'll see what happens there. I mean, I, I would think overseas are certainly on the table for him, even though he's of advanced age at this point. Yeah. He's going to be 27 years old. Hopefully his back can hold up and he can get some pro time. But, yeah. uh, but talent-wise, it's there. He's got it. It's there. Yeah, he's got the talent. He's got it. And he's definitely, from a work ethic standpoint, we've seen that time yeah. and time again. Uh, injuries have been an issue a little bit. He's had the back issues. Yeah, over with him his it career. has been. So that that's something that you're gonna have to keep an eye on when it comes to uh, to uh, uh, sort of pro aspirations. But man, emotional response, pretty damn sad. I can't remember if he got a senior date moment or not. I feel like he did, yeah, but he if did. he, I, I hope he did. Yeah, pretty sure he did. Pretty sure he did. But um, DeAndre Williams will not be suiting up for the Tigers. Not a death blow by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, less of a necessity, more of a luxury uh, if he was able to return, but he will not. I think this team is still more than capable of reaching a, a pretty high ceiling. This yeah, so and that's and that's Keep that to, positivity regardless of DeAndre getting denied or not. Right, and that's credit to Penny and the coaching staff. They did a tremendous job putting this team together. Yep, no question. Now on to uh, the Grizzlies. 0-5 versus the Blazers tonight. I, I, is it interesting to you that they're four-point favorites? On the road against the Blazers, I know the Blazers aren't good. Feels like a trap. Of course it does. Every doesn't every game with this injury report feel like a damn trap? Yes. It's Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark, Gigi Jackson is out because of a two-way transfer. John Morant, Derrick Rose is going to be out for another few days. We'll see how that goes. I was glad to see Luke Kennard not involved with the injury report after him leaving, and hopefully he can get back to shooting the ball well. Again, one for thirteen so far this regular season. That's seven point seven percent. Um, but Santi Aldama, I guess here's some positive news with the injury report. Santi Aldama went from uh, out to doubtful with his right ankle sprain. So looks like he'll make his return soon. That's usually what this – The right when, direction. When the Grizzlies PR puts doubtful, when the Grizzlies say that someone has gone from out to doubtful, usually one or two games later he'll be back on the floor. So Santi should be back relatively soon. But how do we feel about this game tonight? Blazers, truthfully – not a good team. They're going to be without Scoot Henderson, without Anthony Simons. It looks like Shaden Sharp, who balled the other night, is uh, is going to be probable. But he's a little bit banged up, so he may be a little bit slower out there. I, I It has been a strange season in the fact that game to game, I don't know what the Grizzlies are going to look like. The, the extra pieces. I know that there's some level of consistency with Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain. I have seen the consistency from those two pieces. Jaron, offensively, very inconsistent. He's been fouling a lot, but you know that he's a guy who has to step up, especially in the offensive end, for this team to be good. But outside of that, Zaire, Xavier Tillman, um, David Roddy, you don't know if those guys are going to step up their game or fold in these moments. Like It's been so hard to get a grasp even though the Grizzlies are four-point favorites tonight, I have no idea if that should be the line. I have no idea if the Grizzlies can go on the road in Moda Center in, in, in Portland and, and get a win tonight. It's not disrespect to the Grizzlies, but I think the, the Blazers should be favored in this game. It's a home game. 
They're the healthier team. I, they've shown more this season. I, they should be favored in this game. That's why it feels odd that the Grizzlies are, are favored. Now that line, I do want to let you know, it's, it's gone down to 3.5. So it's Memphis 3.5 now. And ESPN projections have the Blazers winning, too. It's very, I don't understand. It's, it, it's kind of a... It's, Trap line? It's a literal toss-up game, in my opinion. Because here's what I'll say. If Shaden Sharp plays, it's going to be tough for the Grizzlies. If he doesn't play, they should absolutely win this game. I'm if a- he doesn't play and they are down Simons, Scoot, and Sharp... The Grizzlies need to win this game. They should win this game. But Sharp's likely going to go, and he's going to be a problem all he night. He is it's a problem. It's going to be really hard to hope. deal with him. Um, but then, like, I, the front court matchup is strange to me, too, because, like, DeAndre Ayton gets a bad rap, okay, he had, through his son's days and everything else. But he has a true five, and he's got some height over Xavier Tillman. He had, like, 22 I, rebounds the other night. I, I think Xavier Tillman can buck up against this guy, but that doesn't mean DeAndre Ayton won't get his game off. Jeremy Grant is a guy who every night you have to deal with him stretching out to the three-point line. I don't know how you defend him fully. You don't want Jaron Jackson stretching out to the three-point line all that much and having to move his feet because we know that when somebody tries to drive to him at the rim, he gets some picks up some ticky-tack fouls. I, I think this game is a lot more, a lot more interesting than a four-point or a three-and-a-half-point, four-point line towards the Grizzlies says it is. Well, the, the Blazers are they're sneaky, kind of like good. You know, like when you look at their roster, they got Malcolm Brogdon's going to be running it. He'll be running the point right. guard. Then you've got and Shane, he's been really good off the bench so you far. You got this Shane year. Sharp, Matisse, Matisse Teibel, who's a very, very good, good defender. defender, very good defender. Jeremy Grant, DeAndre, he'll get the, he'll get the Desmond Bain and then assignment. Rob right? Williams. They've get, got the, the problem is is that the Grizzlies are lacking big man depth right now, and the Blazers one of their str- biggest strengths is their big man rotation. That's yep. going to be the problem. Ma- Matisse Thybul, he's going to get the Desmond Bain. Probably. He's going to get the call. I would be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. And then they got Chris Murray, who's an interesting rookie. Yeah. Chris Murray. He's not his brother, though. He's not his brother, but his brother was, you know, excellent. So I, it's been one of those years with the injury report looking the way it has. It's just really hard to get a feel night to night for who will step up. Because you need role players to step up. Yeah. You need some, because offensively, they're last. In the NBA right now. They're dead last. They're literally dead last. last. And they're not good defensively either. We talked about the perimeter defense. But offensively, you don't know of those extra players, the David Roddy's, everybody's Zaire, they, you don't know who's going to step up and who's going to fold. And that's a problem. This is the type of game where you need Z to step up. You yep. need him or Luke. It's got to be like one of them. They've got to go nuts this game because Jaron's going to have his hands tied with that big man rotation. So is Xavier Tillman. They're going to have to put a lot of effort in on the defensive end. Hopefully Jaron shows up on the offensive end. You know, that, that's we just got to hope that he does, can stay on the floor, not fouling people. We know that Marcus Smart's going to show up. We know that Desmond Bain's going to show up. One of the things that's getting lost with this, you know, 0-5 start of the regular season is Marcus Smart has a career high in points. He has yep. a career high in steals. <laughs> and I think he has a career high in shooting percentage, too. Like, he's he's having a good season. He's playing a role that's completely different than what he's had to play in his yeah, career. Yeah, he's having a good he's season, gotta, But Yes, but he's got to be an offensive focal point, and he has to be the defensive focal point on the perimeter because that perimeter defense has been miserable. Yeah. It's been miserable. Not his fault, though. No, it's not. It is absolutely. <laughs> I don't think an 0 5 start is any fault of Dez or Marcus Smart. No. Uh, those are the two guys that I rid of all. Yeah, I cannot place any blame on those two guys. They have shown consistency night to night where the rest of the roster hasn't. Now, uh, speaking of offensive consistency and offensive performances, oh my gosh. The alien? I, I, Victor Wimbanyama. I know that the hype sometimes bothers people. Like the hype that he had coming into the league, 7'4", 220, can shoot from the outside, defensive upside, blah, 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 all that stuff. It bothered people because you 
placed these expectations on this guy, and when he didn't look good in summer league, people were ready to jump down his throat. When he didn't, uh, you know, play the last few games in summer league, people were ready to jump down his throat. Last night, this was the breakout game for him. There's no, it's I his mean, fifth game. It's his fifth game. There's no other. And, and by the way, Spurs three and two, 38 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. Spurs win, improved to three and two over the Phoenix Suns. And and I think the biggest stat two straight wins over them. The big yeah, that's the biggest stat outside of you know I'll I'll bring up sort of the the rarefied air that Wimby has put himself in. But the Spurs had lost nine straight games to the Suns coming into the season. They've beat them twice in three days. It, it, like you can't tell me that Wimby is not a difference maker in those outcomes. You cannot tell me that. Yeah, there's other guys that have pulled their weight. Devin Vassell's been okay, although he is a hell of a shot taker. Uh, Keldon Johnson has been very good. Like, you give those guys credit. But Victor Wimbanyama. Trey's been excellent. Yeah, but Victor Wimbanyama on both ends of the floor is a tremendous difference maker already. And, I, you know, after watching last night, we know that Pop was trying to take a little bit of the onus off of him early in the season because he is so young. They didn't want to draw up a whole bunch of offensive plays for him. They, they wanted to, you know, limit the exposure early in the season. You see a game like that, no, give him all the exposure, draw up everything for him. He's, he's your best player. He, his defensive numbers are... No, it's ridiculous. There's a shot he might win defensive player of the year if he keeps this up the whole the whole season. It's and it's not the block. It's not like the literal block number or the steal numbers where he had two and one last night. You know, not bad. It's how it's the percentages when people are being defended by him. It's kind of remarkable. We've never really seen it before. Watching Victor Wimbanyama, I had a moment last night where I was like, I understand why they outlawed dunking for Kareem at one point. Because I was just like... It's too easy. They were like, I don't know how to defend this. Yes. Like, he's dunking over seven-footers like, as if he's just placing... The, it's like a Nerf basketball goal out there. If, like, he's just trying stuff. Some of the finishes around the rim... It's in, he's facing he's like the wrong direction. And, like, uh, it's insane. And I, I also have to say this. That was... The first time they beat the Suns, you say, okay, Devin Booker, Brad Beal aren't out, right. aren't out there. Devin Booker made his return last night. That was the first loss Devin Booker and KD took as a duo. Dude. They were 9-0 before dude, last Nurkic night. Nurkic got benched. <laughs> Remember the guy that they brought in for defense? Got yeah. benched. Yeah. By the way, it's the second time he's been benched. I, I, second time. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed. Now, uh, Wimby became the first player with 100 points and 10 blocks in their first five career games since uh, – Shaquille O'Neal in good. 1992. And he's also third all-time in rookie points scored in any particular game for the Spurs. Two, two David Robinson performances go up over that. Of course. When David Robinson was a rookie. But I don't – I by the end of the year, you're telling me – because I think the record's 41. You're telling me he can't have a 45-point game? I get, He almost did with, it last with, night. With what, with what he's <laughs> able to do, he had 20 at halftime. Like I, th- I think I think he's going to break that record Dude, before the season. It's his over. fifth game, and he beat KD and Booker in the clutch. It's not like he was doing yes. it in the first and half and in the third quarter, and then took off the fourth. Most of this happened in the fourth quarter. He was dribbling the ball up and shooting yes. threes so you, in people's face. You 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 texted me last night. War and you're like this. Yes, it's ridiculous. But uh, like my text back to you was what I said. What he makes look normal is not okay. No. Pulling up as a 7'4", 220-pound, 19-year-old in the National Basketball Association against the Phoenix Suns, who are one of the top three favorites to win the Western Conference. He's dribbling the ball up, 
pulling up from 32 feet and knocking it down in someone's eye hole. It's, that's not normal. And that person's Kevin Durant. That, that's not normal. And I think the other funny thing about this is like the pictures of the side-by-side with you know, Wimby finishing at the rim or Wimby you know, closing out on Kevin Durant. He makes Kevin Durant look like a he's tiny. Kevin Durant's a, six, a seven-foot guy. The thing that is really concerning for the rest of the NBA, he wasn't doing this like eight months ago. A lot of the moves that we saw last night, the dribble moves, him pulling up from three, the turnaround Jays, all of that stuff that he's just worked on like within the last year. Because there was when he was playing overseas, he was just so big. He didn't really yeah. have to do a lot of skill stuff, if you know what I mean. He's, he's been also adding 17 that and 18 years old. To, right. He's been adding that to his game. Up. He's been adding that to his game within the past year, and he's already this good at it. Not good. <laughs> it's and, not good for the rest of the NBA. And again, doing it not—I mean, doing it on the road in Phoenix and doing it against a premier opponent in a premier situation. Like, there's not a lot of people built like that. I'm telling you, man. And the Spurs—they've got—they're better than people were trying to in, give them in anybody's for. career. You need the luck of good health. Yeah, yeah. That's if he has that. My gosh, man! Like I, I, I don't know where his ceiling stops. I understand. And I know why people Pop hate the hype. I know people hate that. But thirty-eight, ten, and two blocks at nineteen years old in his fifth game as an NBA player against the Phoenix Suns—that means something to me. That means something. It means. Me. It, me- it means, it means something, something to me. To me damn it! <laughs> yeah, it does. It's real to me. It does. It's 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 unbelievable to watch this guy every night. Yeah, it's a spectacle. It yes. is. It really is. I do want to add, though, Trey Jones deserves his flowers. 12-10 and 10 last night, if, when he plays with Wimby, it's, the numbers with him on Wim, with Wimby are remarkable. It's, I'm telling you, man, the Spurs, they got something cooking down there. we got to study the black magic of the San Antonio Spurs because when you were just reading off those stats, it was like David Robinson. It's like, you're kidding me. How'd they do it again? How'd they do it again? And by the way, Victor Wimanyama, if you're wondering how he got his 38 points, uh, he did it in uh, 34 minutes, and he was 15 for 26 from the field, 3 for 6 from 3. He's doing it with <laughs> – I mean, he's doing it with good percentages and not a lot of time, too. Keldon Johnson was just throwing the ball at the rim. He was just like, I'm just going to throw it up. He's going to catch it. He's going to catch it and dunk it. He was just throwing – the, the amount of it, bad passes strange. that he was dunking last night were – Crazy! It, literally, it was it was like watching the next evolution of it, basketball. Yeah, so what does. is happening? It does, and when you see him next to KD, it kind of looks like that. He's yeah. just huge compared to KD. It looks like he's on a little tight hoop, though. When you have Devin Booker tiny. and Kevin Durant being like, "I don't know what we're supposed to do," it's not. It's real. <laughs> no one's gonna know what to do with this guy when he's on it. And hand. of course, he yes, pop such yeah. BS. Yes, yes. I've already done my my uh, rant on on a fixed lottery, so. We'll stay away from that for today because we need to go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we'll get to the early trip around the National Football League. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, 
and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That is my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. You must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Now the breaking news of the day is that DeAndre Williams has been denied his waiver for reconsideration to get another year at the University of Memphis with the basketball program. Now Memphis Athletics has put out a statement. The statement reads, we are extremely disappointed. A waiver for an additional year of eligibility for DeAndre Williams was denied, which came following requests for reconsideration of the initial denial and then an appeal. We felt the evidence about academic misadvisement prior to his initial collegiate enrollment was uncovered and provided to the NCAA was sufficient to grant this waiver. We also strongly believed the depth of the additional information shared with the NCAA on an ongoing basis would be on DeAndre's side. Unfortunately, after multiple months of back and forth, the NCAA arrived at a different conclusion. We appreciate DeAndre's contribution uh, to the men's basketball program over the past two and a half years, and he will always be a Memphis Tiger. Nevertheless, we are very much looking forward to an exciting season on the court for our men's basketball team. So what jumps off the page there for me is they clearly, you know, it was conjecture and discussion at this point. We sort of knew, but they are admitting there was a denial before this appeal process that ultimately led to a second denial. That, that's what I take from this statement. And right. also, I don't know if they're overly surprised. I and, don't think they are. And part of this, I mean, you remember the beginning of this process. The, the athletic department put out a statement saying that they were under the impression that DeAndre was completely done with eligibility. So I, I don't think that anybody within the athletic department that deals with compliance in, in the athletic director's office, like, I don't. I don't think anybody in Laird's office is very surprised the NCAA made this decision. I w- yeah, I would be surprised if they were surprised. It was a. I understand why Memphis tried it. It was a. It was a hail mary play. They absolutely were in their right to try to get DeAndre Williams back on that court in a Memphis Tigers uniform, and it didn't work out. You know, it's just it's a bit of a bummer. But like you like we discussed last segment, and like you'll be talking about with Jeff here coming up. They have built this roster to where they they can sustain the loss of DeAndre Williams. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get back to it with Jeff Calkins here in about 10 minutes. But right now, time to take a trip around the National Football League. The Tennessee Titans. And of course, the trip around the National Football League is brought to you by Longshot. Now, Tennessee Titans, I have to start with Will Levis. We'll talk about it a little bit later. But Will Levis has shown some real promise, man. Like, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm excited about what I saw in week one. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Of his uh, rookie campaign, four TDs against the Falcons in a win. And then last night on the road, dealing with the Steelers crowd, with those edge rushers getting hit in the mouth consistently. I would be encouraged. Now, the two-minute drive was the two-minute drive. It was pretty tough for him. Um, but 262 yards against that defense, very solid, and his O-line's not good enough to keep him upright consistently. What I notice that, that sort of jumps off the page early about Will Levis, the arm talent is undeniable. He can fling it 60 yards. I mean, just a flick of the wrist goes 60 yards, and he has the ability to put it accurately down there. Now, he trusts his arm talent a little bit much, tries to put it in tight windows, he may have to get away from that at least a tad bit. This is the NFL, not Kentucky. Um, but I think more so than anything, he's tough as nails. He got drilled early, often, and throughout the game last night, kept his composure, and more so than anything, he had command of that offense. It, it's rare to have a rookie, and I know he's older. I think he's 24 years old at this point as a rookie. But it's rare to have a rookie come in and have that type of impact on an entire offense. They seem to rally around him. They seem to like him. He was calling out blitzes. He has a command that not a lot of rookies have. So I, I really like what I saw from Will Levis last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, now the Steelers improved in that game to, uh, against rookie quarterbacks that play in Pittsburgh, 1-21 in, in the last 20 years. Um, but they're the 34th team in NFL history to be outgained by their opponent in each of their first eight games of the season. 34th. They're the first of those teams to have a winning record through those eight games. They're five and three. What? Like, I, does that make any reasonable sense to you with yes, what they have they on have that Mike team? Tomlin yeah, because the they have Mike Tomlin. That's, <laughs> that's the only sense. sense. It, that's the he's only, a wizard. But that's the only <laughs> sense it makes. This guy, like the culture he's built is unbelievable. They're always going to be solid defensively, although I don't think their secondary is all that great. Um, but they're good up front. Offense is terrible. Like their offense and good. They ran the ball a little bit better last night. Um, but they get outgained every single game and somehow squeak out victories. They've had defensive touchdowns. Uh, they put up a lot of field goals. But Mike Tomlin, legendary. I mean, absolutely legendary. And he needs his flowers every step of the way. And that's why over the past few years since Ben Roethlisberger stepped away and even the end of Ben Roethlisberger, you've heard about, like, Mike Tomlin's job security. Is he okay? Like, you, you see these Steelers fans that are just so spoiled talking about Mike Tomlin and how he hasn't really had any playoff success as of late. He's dealing with a bear cupboard and still making things happen. You need to, at some point, shut your mouth. Now, we could have a discussion about him standing by Matt Canada, his OC, who stinks, 
who absolutely stinks. I mean, that guy, I put this tweet out last night, or X, whatever the hell you want to call it, post. Find someone who likes a jet sweep, who loves a jet sweep as much as uh, Matt Canada Canada does. Find someone who loves you as much as Matt Canada loves a jet sweep. That's what I meant to say. But it, it, you, could, you could get mad at him for standing by Matt Canada all this time, but you cannot deny what he is able to do year in, year out, winning record after winning record, um, especially with the teams he's had the past couple of years. The Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson's not sure if he'll play this weekend against the Cardinals. Okay. I'm not surprised, but I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't. I, I'm not understanding the situation here. I know that I, I saw a tweet from Adam Schefter that said the injury he sustained usually keeps baseball pitchers out four to six weeks. We're at like that four-week mark, and I know he tried to push it a couple of weeks ago, only threw like five passes. But it's <laughs> a guy you paid five years, $230 million, all guaranteed to amid all those sexual assault uh, civil lawsuits. I, it's just, I, I, I don't see a way how this contract and Deshaun Watson in a Browns uniform, it just feels disastrous so far. It just feels disastrous. you got to get on the field. You have to help this team because this team is very capable of being a scary playoff team if they get there. But if P.J. Walker's out there week to week, they're going to they're gonna dig themselves a hole that I, I fear they won't be able to get out of. The Arizona Cardinals. Um, this, is, uh, this is an interesting one. Kyler Murray's listed as questionable. Does he go this week, Connor? Does he go? Do they throw him out there? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I genuinely don't know. It's either him or Clayton Toon. I, I genuinely don't know if they should tank or if they should throw him out there. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't even think they have a good enough team to, like, even with him in there to not tank. I think they're still terrible. They're 1-7. That's and they, true. They have a terrible defense, I, terrible secondary, it's, it's, terrible linebacker. Do you risk him getting front. hurt this season? Like, how do you weigh that, I guess? Are you planning to move forward with Caleb Williams? Is that the, the plan? I mean, <laughs> if I'm in the front office... I am thinking about the fact that, you know, this guy has a $262 million contract. They paid him a lot of money. I think he's top five right now in guaranteed money ever in NFL history. Oh, my God. So it's like, I should probably play him. I mean, I know I'm one in seven and I could keep tanking, but at the same time, I did pay this guy a lot of money to bring us out of the mud. I I don't know. I don't know. But he's questionable. I like I like Kyler, Kyler Murray on the, on the field. Like, I... People forget how good of a quarterback he is, how serviceable, if not above average, if not good, if not great, he can be at times. But he's got to be out there on the field. Um, something tells me this week they're not going to risk. Like, he's coming off ACL. Like I, Something tells me this week they'll throw Clayton Toon out there. But coming up soon, if he keeps being listed as questionable week to week, he'll probably get some time at some point. Because I think if you're planning on competing the next couple of years on this contract that Kyler Murray has – Get him some reps this year so when you throw him in next year, he's not just being thrown back into the action at that point. So I think you need to get him some reps by the, the end of The Browns are year. also a tough, like, hey, welcome back. You have yeah, the Browns defense. Yeah, that's really tough. That's really tough. Did you see the? there's a stat out there? Miles Garrett has the most sacks through his first however many years he's been in the league. Let me see if I can find this really quick. Miles Garrett has 83 sacks in his career. I guess that's the point. Through his uh, before turning 28 years old, that's what it is. Miles Garrett, 83 sacks. Second on that list, Reggie White, at 80. He has more sacks than Reggie White before turning 28. 
I mean, Miles Garrett sort of gets lost in the shuffle because you got the guys like T.J. Watt and Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons and all these names. Miles Garrett is good every single down and every single week. I don't know if he has a peer right now at the edge rush position. He can play the run. He can get off the edge. He's terrifying. He's jumping over people. And also, yeah, jumping over people, blocking field goals. Casual. And also, I think one thing that, that has gone a little bit unnoticed, Jim Schwartz, the new D.C. for the Browns, he's unlocked a different thing for Miles Garrett. He lets Miles Garrett go cook. He's got him doing, you know, basketball moves in the A-gap. You know what I mean? Rushing guards one-on-one. What goes through an offensive lineman's head when you see somebody doing dribble moves in front of you? Just alarms? Is it just is it just DEFCON one I'm bells about, going off? I'm about to get beat, but let me put on this brave face. <laughs> that's 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 it. That's it. In college I had to deal with that with Ed Oliver, right? When he was at Houston. Um but no, I, I don't know how you look across the way at Miles Garrett who's 6'6", 275 pounds and runs a four six and think you're about to win in a one on one pass rush situation on third and long. I, I mean, that's where I'm at. You're just you. You know you're doomed, but let me try. Let me try to figure this Go out. Go down swinging. And also, this guy's cocky as hell doing dribble moves across from me. Like the confidence that that shows is just—it's overwhelming sometimes in, in some people's brains. But that'll do it for our trip around the National Football League. Now, again, breaking news of the day in the Memphis Tiger basketball orbit is something we've been talking about for a long time, and that has to do with DeAndre Williams. And will he get an extra year via waiver when they try to get reconsideration from the NCAA? Today we learned he will not get that waiver. And I'm sure that that will be a massive topic of conversation as we get into this next segment and talk with Jeff Calkins from the Daily Mimpian and the Jeff Calkins Show. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
Toyota, let's go places.